This is a podcast from Minute Media. I still believe through the cold and through the heat, through the rain and through the tears, through the crowds and through the cheers. Oh, I still believe. I think this has got to be the earliest we've ever filmed, filmed, recorded a pod, no? Uh, yeah. What is it? Five, yeah, 5.30. I have a, I'm still on half of my afternoon iced, no no free ads, Dunkin' coffee. Yeah, that was a aggressive uh, late afternoon coffee there, Kevin. You know what I started doing the last month during the week? In between, like, depending on how my like schedule the end of the workday is between like three and 5 p.m. I go get my, and I get a Dunkin' coffee, iced coffee, medium. And I walk down to the lake. I get to the lake. I stop right there at the beach. At, uh, I just walk right down North Ave till it dead ends. You under the tunnel and you're right there um, on the path. Uh, if I had to make a call or, you know, I just what I would call like, you know, my dad or my, you know, check in at home. Um, it is my new, even if we work out, even if I, you know, working out in the morning or not, like I'm still taking that walk regardless. It is, I never, it, it's a game changer. It is like my, throw the headphones in. Some people call it the rich mom walk where you like you throw <laughs> headphones in and listen to a podcast and walk around. It is one of the best things I've ever added into my routine. And I am so mad right now because once again, I sit here in a hoodie in Chicago in May because it went from 90 degrees over the weekend to hoodie and long pants today per usual um is it, is it anyway huh I'm, I'm in columbus oh wait yeah hey real quick though uh welcome back to the dogs, dogs of, of war podcast. podcast you got kevin and raleigh yeah and if you're listening to this today it comes out it is thursday may 19th 2022 uh we need to figure out when we're going to officially put an end to season three, even though I kind of was like three months ago and then kick off season four. I don't want to do it right now, but I'm thinking I have a few ideas and I think you do too. Actually, I don't. And I'm up. I think there's a few, there's a few interviews that we could start off the next season with that we've been talking about. So we'll talk about that, but I think should we should we t- try to time it up with like the team schedule, like, uh, I don't know, the first official practice or some shit. Well, speaking of that, not really speaking of that, this has been our lightest off season in the three or four years we've been doing this podcast. I know we've addressed it on the last couple episodes, but we all know you just had a daughter, beautiful oh, yeah. Quinn. How is she, by the way? How's Quinn, the missus? Quinn's great. Missus is good. Um, she, everyone's enjoying, she's spending time with her grandparents, AKA my parents, um, in the home I grew up, which parents have renovated the shit out of this over the years, like jealous of how nice it is now. Um, it, she's great. She's smiling and laughing and she still cries a lot, poops and eats a lot. She's a past lot. like the alien phase though. Like she's yeah, doing she's, things now. She is upgraded from a slug to a slug with arms that move and expressions and f- smiles. That's awesome. Stuff. My parents are the same thing. When we all moved out, 
They redid the backyard, put in a sick outdoor bar and a TV. <laughs> they're finishing the brand new. They blew out our, in, you know, our kitchen and they're finishing that this week. It's like, guys, all the times I had to sneak people in the backyard around a bonfire in the basement to drink in high school. And now you put all these nice things in. It's just selfish of them, in my opinion. Me, me, me and my brother, we shared a room. We were in twin beds. Um, same, same. Which, oh, yeah. It's great. And now it's like there's. Shout out, Mark. There's like four legitimate full-size bedrooms in here like the bathrooms are just they're, they're like the two coolest showers i've ever they have like these cobblestone flower it's, it's like the lord of the rings like where you step the stones are like big rounded stones that are like massage your feet and I'm like this multiple nozzles like what the hell is wrong uh, i don't I, know they, i will say especially coming from the two of us if i was our parents after well, and having other siblings as well, but after putting up with us for those many years, I would just splurge to go all out too. They're like, "Yeah, nah, this motherfucker's like- off my. P- I don't have to pay for him anymore. I don't have to do any of this. We're just going to start spending on stuff we want." I, I get it now too, because I'm like, Quinn's starting daycare pretty soon. Which, holy shit! Uh, if podcast doesn't work out, we should start a daycare. Because- hey, I literally brought that up at work a few years ago. Because I heard, I've seen, we were just talking about this over the weekend too. Sorry to interrupt you. I've seen here in Chicago, I know it's expensive everywhere, just from my personal experience. I've seen grown men and women, well, more so, yeah, I've seen both sexes cry at work. One gender, maybe more hysterically, the other one just some tears going on the face. Uh, <laughs> talking about daycare in Chicago for one child. And I, my head just flipped and I was like, wait a second. Like, it's like, we can cut that in half. And still be bazillionaires in this like, city. I'll be, like I will keep your kid alive, and I will. <laughs> well, I'll just be the. We'll be the funding and the money. I'm not a babysitter. Yeah, well, I don't want that responsibility. We'll hire the nanny. Barely keep myself alive. And so you're like, okay, we just gotta get this kid to kindergarten and get the biggest pay raise of all time. Get him to 18. Yeah, and no jail. I'm just my judgment for parents. Like that judgments I may have had as a kid or something, but dude, I don't care if you're the parent that's like always traveling for work because they have some sick job or you're the, I don't know. Bottom line is everyone's just trying to do the best they can. And the shit isn't easy. And it's like, we haven't even got to the stage where I'm so nervous about when she's like in middle school or teen years. Cause I'm like, as far as girls go, She's going to either be like the victim of bullying where like some other girl strategically doesn't invite her to whatever party or she's the predator. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's no in between. And I'm like, how do you deal with that as a parent? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you how you do with her first date as a parent, you know, bad boys Two, the meet the date scene. Yeah. That's that's I'm I'm Will Smith. No, oh, that's wow. Weird time to bring up Will Smith. Um, yeah, but in that, we in that even scene, about Will Smith anymore. But yeah, no, exactly. In that scene, I am Will Smith. Um, Martin Short. And you're, yeah, Lawrence, Martin Short. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Jesus, Martin Lawrence. If you don't know what yeah. we're talking about, go Google Bad Boys to meet the date. Um, anyway, to finish the thought, because I just took us off on a big tangent there. Sorry. Though this has been our slowest, I don't want to say slowest, our least episode creating off season in the three or four years we've been doing this because like I said, you had a child. I started a new job last week. Shout out to me. 
next and the week. Browns are in the most polarizing goddamn and, situation. And I can't talk about the quarterback position job issue with the Cleveland Browns any longer. Yeah. And you people are saying, we'll talk about something else. And they'll say, well, you can't talk about anything else because that's all the news there is. So anyway, that's where we've been. But obviously, when we start getting it later in the summer here, and of course, obviously, the season pops up, we'll be back off and rank. We always are. Still got some stuff to come this summer, though. Uh, I got to give a shout out real quick to the good folks at Metro Hospital back in Cleveland. Pops had to uh, spend a couple of days there this week, a little procedure. He's good. We good. Everything's good, 100%. But still got to give a shout out to the Metro folks. I feel like. Everyone in Cleveland, somehow you either work there or you know someone that works there. So <laughs> shout out Metro Hospital. And I got one more. I haven't, whatever I ranted today. No, I, I got to get off a rant. Um, on. I don't know if it's a rant or just more of a statement. I don't care what you do. As long as you're not hurting anybody, do whatever you want. That's always been my thing. I don't care. I don't judge you. That being said, and maybe I've been back into Cleveland a couple weekends the last couple months since I don't think I saw this at all there. Maybe it's a Chicago thing. I don't know. But here's me walking around in Chicago every day. There are so many people, and by so many, like you see one or two a day, wearing masks while walking alone on the sidewalk, driving in their car, running, riding a bike. Look, and this is not political. It's not science. I don't care about any of that. All I'm saying is we are now at the point where, or now we're back to the point, I should say, where if I see you wearing a mask, and I don't care if you're white, black, male, female, because everyone tries to turn it into something like that. If you're wearing a mask, especially in the middle of the day on the sidewalk, I'm crossing the street because I think you're a lunatic. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't, I'm not saying, I don't expect you to like, you know, rob me or shoot or any of that stuff. I'm not saying that, but the fact that you are wearing a mask outside when you're by yourself in the middle of a metropolis, like big area, I, that, that, that's the scariest thing. That's the scariest person in the world to me. So my statement, rant, whatever, again, do what you want. You please do what you want, but if you're going to do what you want, you're going to respect me also being scared shitless of those people doing that. That's all. Again, do what you want. I'm not, I, I'm just not going to be on that side of the sidewalk. That's all. In fairness, there's sometimes where we'll bring a mask to where we're going. Like if me and Kate are going to, and I can't even think of like that. It's like sometimes we wear masks in Walgreens. Sometimes we don't. I don't know. It, but then it's like when I bring outdoors the mask, only outdoors yeah, yeah. only. I'm I know. I know. What I'm saying is, I'll put the mask in my pocket and I'll put it on. And then she's like, "Why are you wearing the mask in the car?" And I'm like, "You I forget because I forgot." So there's also a lot of people that just forget. And I don't know. Yeah, but I hear you. Uh, should we talk about brown stuff? Yeah. You know what? Speaking of this cold weather and this nastiness, I would much rather be in a place very warm with beaches right now, like the Browns offense will be going this weekend to the Bahamas. Yeah. How about out. that? So let's get our takes. I'll let you get your take off first, just for those of you living under a rock. And by the way, a lot of people have been reporting this, talking about this as if it happened last weekend. It's happening this coming weekend. Deshaun Watson has chartered a plane for 30 of Cle pretty much the entire Cleveland Browns offense. He rented out a whole part of a private, resort in Nassau down in the Bahamas. He got a football field with 
a whole, you know, daily training setup. They're going down there for two or three, three or four days after OTAs this week to bond, to throw the pigskin around. What are your takes and thoughts? I think it's a good gesture. I think, I think it's a gentleman's move. I think it's a smart move and I hope they get shit done while they're down there. And it's also like, how can he afford it? Oh yeah. You got $240 million guaranteed. Two thirty. Two thirty. excuse me. It's like 160 after taxes. Huh. I forgot. It's not taxes anymore. Is that, so that's all you got? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, hey, no, because that's all there is to it. People are trying to make this big stank out of it. I got some people over here with the takes. It's a bad look. Some people are here. First of all, I don't care what they do down there as long as no one's getting, you know what I mean? That is my take, actually. That is, go ahead. I don't, but they're at a private resort. They're going to have crazy security. I'm not worried about that stuff. I don't care if, if they're practicing, if they're throwing a football around or not. I don't care if they're just laying on the beach all day. I don't care. I want people. People, I think some people are forgetting that through all the muck that we're in right now with all these issues off the field, in a few months, we have to play football. We have to go on the field and our offense is going to play other teams. So this stuff has to happen. And I am thrilled they're going down just to hang out and get to know each other. What's wrong with that? Nothing. They're going to be, again, I don't care. People are like, well, if they're not doing football, they're going to be taking three or four days vacation. Good. I hope they do. Yeah. They're not. They're going to get up and train because they're professional athletes. They're going to do that regardless. But people are like, well, are they going to be running plays? Who cares? I don't care. I want our offense just to be clicking and vibing and chilling, and I love it. Do you think the defense guys are, like, bummed? Oh, good question. Mm- People have been reporting and writing that Miles is very much trying to essentially duplicate these trips. Him and Deshaun are apparently very much on the same page about bringing you know the respective sides to diff, you know to do their these off-site things. There's nothing been planned yet, as far as I know, for the defense. My guess and my hope is that Miles is waiting for what I hope is the inevitable Clowney re-signing, and maybe God willing, the Dominican Sue. But. I think he's still waiting to see what we do. If we're signing anyone else, offense is pretty well short up minus maybe another receiver or tight end. So I love it. Yeah, no, I think it's a good move. I'm just, I'm almost bringing this up to talk it out of actually happening. I'm just like, please God, don't let one or multiple players get caught trying to smuggle back like three pounds of weed. Oh, oh, I wasn't even, no, no way. Well, I mean, dumber things have happened. Way number um, things have happened, but so I'm just I'm just bringing it up so it doesn't happen. I think in an instance where that would happen, and you're not, yeah, surely that happens all the time, not just with football players, but I think if that were to happen, it would never happen on a plane where it's thirty guys from one team. <laughs> it's like, I think that goes on another plane or another friend's boat or something. Like you can't bring that on the whole, and I'm, not just the, I'm taking any. Just, Any group, team, organization, you don't struggle back just bring a, with just 30 bring a other people. Guy. Just bring a fall guy. We still got to, we, we maybe got to fire up that conversation again down the road about our NFL rookie babysitting service. On the subject of Deshaun Watson, which, Ugh. so there's speculation that uh, he, he just met with the NFL this week. Mm-hmm, in Texas. And I... I don't know if it's already been declared that they haven't come to a conclusion yet, or if they're just no. the, if something they're just, might trickle out. 
today if you're listening, which is Thursday, but no one has go ahead, finish. My 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 thought is I think they're close coming closer to like scenario one is that they're kind of giving him sort of an expectation this year because I, I think they want him to settle. And I don't know if it's along the lines of settle, because if you don't and you don't beat it, we are going to bring the hammer on you. But also at the same time, there was an article that came out for these, what are they, depositions or, or something that mm-hmm. th- there was a, he was quoted saying in one of these trials or something under oath where he admitted that one of the female massage therapists or non-licensed massage therapist, whatever, was crying like at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what's wrong? And then he texted her, are you okay? I'm sorry. But he said, when asked, he said he didn't know why she was crying. And then it's like, well, then why'd you apologize? And so I'm like, that could be enough for the NFL to suspend him before the dust is fully settled. Other people are saying that, you know, this is a class action. This isn't a class action. This is 22 or 24 individual cases. So I think a lot of people have put in their mind that he's not going to be suspended or he's not going to be suspended this year. I'm like, that ship is far from sailing and it could be a, multiple suspensions like it, it could be and adding on to this the final what do you mean fly, what do you mean multiple suspensions well what if he got suspend suspended for uh victim 17 as well as victim 23 in like two different i i think in this case the nfl is treating this as one overall issue i, I hope they do but i'm also like because then we're getting into we're talking double jeopardy. If we're st- you know if you well, suspend him now, then suspend him later. Well, I mean, double jeopardy—that's a thing under the Constitution. That's not under the NFL's guidelines. But even but even before we even get there, are you saying like they're going to break that is it down? A very, that is a very hot take. I'm not positive that it's going to happen, but what I'm saying is, in this instance, for that particular trial, Deshaun is going. For, he is swinging for the fences on this. He is admitting no wrongdoing at all whatsoever. And I don't know if the NFL is coming down to talk to him of giving him a like a courtesy heads up of how they will respond depending on what unfolds. Like that could be maybe because this is it has the ability to look bad on them with how they handle this. Well, yeah, that's the other like there is multiple guys, NFL things. cares about the reputation more than anything else or image. Exactly. So here's kind of my final thought in this. I'm going to use Zeke as an example with whatever Zeke did. Wasn't it something with like assault, like or uh, domestic violence type thing? You got to be careful. Like, we got to know what well, you're, okay. yeah, when you're, you're bringing that stuff up. Here's what I'm getting at. All I know is. That suspension for Zeke, Browns, the Browns organization didn't really care about the outcome. The Panthers organization didn't care about Zeke's outcome. However, with the Deshaun signing, I do know that 
NFL players, or excuse me, NFL owners are pissed that the Browns set this precedent of getting that much uh, guaranteed money and kind of reestablishing the market. I think that they are going to be in the in Goodell's ear and they are going to want the absolute hammer to be brought down on Deshaun Watson because they want the hammer to be brought down on the Browns to use as an example of why you don't give people super guaranteed contracts. It's a conspiracy theory, but I'm also like, it's one that might make sense. So my thing, and my, I guess what I'm getting at is unlike other suspensions that people are likely to face in years past, this is one where I think you may have every owner in the league saying, bring the hammer on this guy to bring the hammer on the organization. My take on this whole thing is I'm not that I'm not at the, that extreme level of my thoughts on all this. If I end up being right, we are citing the shit out of this. <laughs> That's fair. And I don't want to be right. A lot of people, let's just get one thing straight. There's a lot of people that are coming out with their predictions, their guesses. People are calling other people idiots for saying their guess. No one has a clue. This has never happened before. There's no comparison. There's a lot of other things in play, like the NFL is worried about how they've handled things in the past, this and that. No one knows what's going to happen. No one. There's nothing to compare it to. I'm trying to find this silver bullet or lining or formula. No one's going to know until it comes down. Okay. That's number one. Number two, I, and I'm saying this thing, I don't know the answers to any of this like no one else does. I don't know. He hasn't been, if he hasn't settled, if he hasn't been charged, how can the NFL then suspend someone and take, I'm talking I, about the, the, the situation, yet. not the case, the situation. All right. I'm talking about the, the mechanism, not the mechanism, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Principle. Can you suspend someone who has no charges about all these pending cases? Because then if I'm the lawyer for those 22, however many females, women, then I'm going to say, look, his employer just suspended him. They think he's done something wrong. I just think like, can't that then screw up and make another separate headache with this legal stuff? For an so innocent that's, person. That's my second I, one. I think I, uh, to interrupt you real quick, what you're getting at is, you think it would be the NFL is not going to make a judgment until everything is settled. Yeah. Which, because I guess, cause people can be falsely accused. And I think it would be horseshit to uh, bring their final thing of judgment on while the chips are still kind of in the air, yeah. which I agree with that logic. And that's what I've thought until, until last week's thing came out where he said the woman was crying he apologized. Yeah, I, I, but he I can't. Have, I can't get into these individual depositions. Well, just, I know, but I, I know, but can't I'm saying that. that he, I'm saying that he said something under oath. No, that, I know that may have given them enough to suspend him on one incident. One incident. And on that, the NFL can suspend you if they think you're in violation of their code of conduct. You don't have to be guilty or charged with anything. The NFL can suspend you because they can do whatever they want to do. When it gets into, again. I think that they are 
trying to wait to see what's going to happen or what's going to be agreed upon behind the scenes. Cause here's the thing that already is fact is that between, I think it's July 1st and March 1st, both sides Deshaun and the accusers have decided they're not doing anything during those months. There's going to be full-time football, not taking weekends to cut or, you know, days to come down and do depositions. I think he did one or two last week. I think he's got another one or two this week. He met with the league this week. And then he's got a couple more, I think at the end of May or end of June anyway. But, I, I have no idea. I, I no one, and I know we just keep looking at each other like, and everyone keeps doing the same. We're just going round and round and round. I do not think, I think a lot of the owners are pissed that the Browns made the guaranteed contract. Yes. I don't think it's going to influence them talking to Goodell. I don't think Goodell has any care about contracts when it comes to suspension. I think that's completely out of the picture. I think if it affects anything, um, it's going to be, you know, obviously the smaller mark, you know, like the, the Brown, the Brown family and Cincy, and those people have some things to worry about now, maybe. Um, but I don't think, I think it's completely, uh, unrelated the Deshaun and the owners in the contract stuff As, and, Hey, I'm not saying you're, who the hell knows, but I just don't believe that those things are related, but that's why we have separate takes. Yeah, no, it's, uh, again, it's kind of in the conspiracy theory realm but it's also like well i know they're pissed and i know that they have goodell's number and they could be saying let's make an example out of the browns for something so foolish give us ammo to say no so and so that once you're fully guaranteed contract because the browns thought that they had a shoe-in victory and they didn't there's so many reasons why even if it's just to strengthen their negotiating skills with whatever prospects down the line. I'm just saying there is incentive for them to lobby for the hammer to be brought on Deshaun. What's my last thoughts on this is I firmly believe, and I, I think, yeah, they even said this, that there was discussions behind the scenes between the Browns, AKA Jimmy and D and the league before they signed Deshaun to get an understanding, like guys, what could be like worst case here? Like, I think they had to have some kind of idea. And then you would assume before handing over a quarter of a billion dollars that they would sit down and be like, all right, man, what is left that's going to come out still in these depositions? Um, so hopefully everything that's coming out or will potentially come out is already something that the, we're all aware of. We being the Browns, not you and me. I don't know. Uh, I, just want this all to go away. All right. I know it does like we are the least affected, obviously, because we are just two bums on a podcast, but I just want to start talking football. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, what else we got? Schedule was released. Schedule. This is a fun this one. This is a big time for Browns fans because living in Cleveland or just the Midwest in general where the weather sucks, everyone tries to pick their one or everyone does try, go and pick their one away game trip of the year. Schedule was, was released late last week. We have two primetime games. Uh, the first one being week three Steelers Thursday night football shout out. Uh, we got Kirk curb street and Al Michaels in the booth now on Amazon. That'll be a great one. And then I think this is going to be a sweet game week eight Bengals Monday night football, Halloween night hosting both primetime games. Um, a lot of 1 PM games, which I'm fine with because then I can, recover before Monday big 1 p.m. 
game fan. Um, and for those of you that do what we do and go to a uh, away game every year, we've been going on more than that. Yeah. Whenever the schedule comes out, that's where you try to, you know, if you're a, a guy that gets it, you try to combine good weather and factor that in to a possible Browns win. Granted, me and my buddies, we are one in eight. Uh, They're one in nine. Yeah, I, I lied. It's one in eight because I forgot oh. about the uh, the COVID season. Mm. But sometimes it's like, dude, why did we go to Kansas City last year? That was so dumb. Yeah, um, and I broke like, three ribs. Yeah, and you broke three ribs. And, and quite frankly, Kevin, you deserve it. Just and you to took game. like a midnight flight home, like a lunatic. Yeah, it was just bad decisions all around. Um, this year, I think we narrowed it down to three. Um, the Browns Panthers game, which is also the first I, game of the season in Carolina. Can we, can we just nix a week one trip now? That's that just, I know I, we have a one, one in 20 years, right? An opener. I know, but or Oh seven, maybe, but it was Oh two here. So I get finish your thought. I have a couple more takes. Uh, so yeah, there was the Panthers, the Miami game and some, I don't know why they said like, oh, the Bills game. It's like, no, it's going to be cold. And we're going to probably get our asses kicked. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Why? It's just like, why would we? No, like I could imagine nothing more. Don't get me wrong. Flying home after a Buffalo win would be the best thing of all time. But I just want a game that we're supposed to win, that they do win. Anyway, I got outvoted and we're going to the Panthers game. So hopefully they're a mess and the Browns win because the Panthers lose or the Browns win because they're sick. Also on the opening day, that would be sweet. But yeah, there's a lot to, there's a lot of chips riding on this. So I like that we start and end our season with weaker teams. Now I know it's still kind of a new feeling for Browns people to look down and say weaker teams. Granted who the hell knows what can happen. Let's relax. But yes, the first four games and the last four games are against weaker teams. We already talked about having only two primetime games. I don't think I'm really splitting any atoms here when I'm saying I think the reason behind that is because the NFL doesn't want primetime conversation to be around Deshaun in these cases the entire time. Yeah, and which I am so down. Have, get, I hate absolutely prime hate primetime games. I wake up with chronic anxiety. Let's just get the game going as soon as possible, whether it's a win or a loss. Let the pain let the madness start at one o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock central. There's no reason for me to wait until goddamn eight o'clock PM. We have a real, an actual normal bye week this year, week nine, two years ago, what we went Ravens by Ravens last year. It was like week 15, the dumbest buys we've been getting lately. So this buy is perfectly right in the middle. Love that. But you know, We'll see. I'm with you. I want to go to Miami uh, big time. I guess Carolina, too. I still think there's a chance that Baker's playing at Carolina. I, I don't see Carolina or Seattle. I'm trying to think any other teams that would maybe Detroit rolling out who they have right now outside of maybe Detroit. But yeah, I, I don't if he was playing for Carolina. I don't know if I could go to that game. That would just be too. Too many emotions. The first one would be kind of weird, but at the same time, it'd be like 
maybe the most watched game in a long time. Yeah, that um, shit. But yeah, prime time real quick. We don't. Yeah, we don't have any real. I mean, it's no big primetime games. And guess what, y'all? I am like we've already said it. I'm pumped. I'm fine with it. Let's fly in under the radar this year. I know we're not going to because of all the news headlines, but I let me give mine first. I'm going and strongly, firmly saying ten and seven. Oh, I'm not shit. doing. I'm not doing this shit like we've done the last few years. Oh, we're 12, 13. No, hell no. We won nine games last, no, eight games last year, and everyone was hurt, and the offense yeah, was poor. I'm going, I'm going four and 13. I'm going to, every time right. I go in with high expectations, which is like most years, stupidly, it just comes back to crush us. I, I just, there's quotes that we said running in my head from last year where we're like, they upgraded the defense. We have the same offense. If the defense is just slightly better or average, that's a great team. And we're like, yeah, what we uttered the words, what could go wrong? And then God came down and said, let me show you, pressed his little button of despair. Always. And a lot of shit went wrong. So, yeah, last time we went in with despair, proper tempered expectations, COVID year, boom. Browns make the playoffs and beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. That's all I got on the schedule. I'm going 10 and seven. I might even go nine and eight in a few weeks here. That's that's what I'm talking about. I know we've been originally, I was saying no way, but then towards halfway towards the end of the season last year, I was very much on the, the bandwagon of Stefanski needs to stop calling plays and just be the CEO on the sideline. I am now back to, I want Stefanski calling plays. And I think people that think he's on the hot seat this season are out of their goddamn minds. I'm not saying if we, I'm do, one of them. Go ahead. I know if we do have a, God forbid, we do like a four and thirteen. Then yeah, after the season we start having conversations. But going into the season, Stefanski's not on any hot seat or warm seat. Like it's going to be a brand new offense. We we got to just chill on that. That's my opinion. I, I think if they don't produce with. These guys, barring any major suspension, yeah, I, I think he is absolutely on the hot seat. I'm, again, if we have a sh- a horrible year and I mean, we don't, if, if they have, if they go one game under 500 again, I think he's gone. I don't think gone. I think he's on the hot seat. I just don't think. I think he's the least of any concerns right now with this there, team. There's going to be a lot of. I mean, if it's here's the thing. Let's say everything was, if there was a hypothetical bad season where Deshaun underperformed, he is not going to be, and if it's like, well, it was either Deshaun's fault or Stefanski's fault, they're going to say it was Stefanski's fault because they are 100% married to Deshaun. Right. And I just don't think we're anywhere near. I'm saying if Deshaun Stefanski doesn't work out, they're going to get rid of Defansky. They're going to get rid of him quick. And that, but I don't, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm sorry I even brought this up because that, I mean, we're talking like that's not even on, that's so far. Well, that's a hot that like, just, a shit We got to get off that subject. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't well, want to. How, how would you define this? If he has a shitty season, he's going to be gone. Is that the hot seat or is that not? No. I, because I, I don't think, I don't think he's, I think he's on the hot seat if we have a shitty season. That's all. Okay. Um, on that note, well, just quick things. Um, Jarvis signed with the Saints. 
I think we all saw that coming. I am I'm happy for him. Seventeen. I think I think Jarvis is in the very small club of forever allowed, celebrated, encouraged jerseys in the Muni lot. Agreed. It's forever safe to buy a Landry jersey. I love what he did here. Um, it was time to to split up. Yep. He was a big, and so was Baker, big part of that cultural change that they needed. And last but not least, Miles Garrett signed with Clutch Sports. Minor news, his new agent, Nicole Lynn, who's the president of football operations for Clutch Sports. Obviously, Rich Paul, LeBron James company. Uh, the last two years ago, I've been emailing and DMing Nicole Lynn, trying to get her to come on and talk on the podcast. So shout out if she's listening. And she replied. Oh, of course not. Um, I, I am a peasant. Are you kidding me? Um, anyway, my only thing on that, my only take on that is I just, Rich Paul will ever be in my life because he's going to be always representing someone on one of my teams. So that's all. I got nothing left. You? Dude, I had so much Tommy's pizza, best pizza in the world in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, you like Tom? I've had Tommy's down there. Oh, that fantastic. ranch, that ranch ain't half bad. Oh, uh, it's great. But I am sweating pepperoni right now i have the mm. meat sweats i've been eating like such an asshole this whole tri- trip home my mom just got a stock fridge all of these delicious foods delicious yes, she did. me and kevin have been working out consistently trying to put a dent in my morbid obesity and you just come home here we go yep i'm but going yeah. to make lemon chicken and i'm very thrilled i'm gonna go i'm gonna go have a water and rethink my life let's do it hey Thanks for listening to the Dogs of War podcast. We'll talk to you uh, in a week. Two tops. Pirelli for myself. Good night, Cleveland. It was 1950 in the cold and rain when my father took me to my very first game. Said the Browns are going to show you how the game is played. Here we go again. So get-